welcome to our fifth podcast, where today we'll be focused on how teaching assistants support children with English as an additional language in the classroom and in intervention sessions. A teaching assistant is someone who assists teachers by providing teaching and learning support in whatever way possible. An English as an additional language teaching assistant can work within a classroom setting either as a one-to-one basis or with a small group of children. And the aim of this role is to promote inclusion and provide support for students who have English as a second language. Today, we're really excited to have Hannah Harris on our podcast. Hi, Hannah. It's great to have you on the show today. You're working at Twinkle at the Twinkle Digest team. Could you tell us a bit about your background before Twinkle and what you're working on currently? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, Prior to joining Twinkle, I was a class teacher. I was a teacher for seven years. Um, I've actually got a lot of experience with pupils with EAL. In the last class that I had before leaving teaching, um, I actually had seven different languages in my class. Wow. Um, so I actually do have quite a lot of experience of working with multiple EAL pupils in my class. Um, and then since I've made the exciting jump to Twinkle and I'm working in the Digest team, um, for those that don't know about the Digest team, we produce daily updates um, around all things education. I write for TAs. Um, but there is a digest segment for literally everything in education. So, yeah, yeah it's very exciting. Yeah. And it's always um, great to keep up to date with um, everything going on in the world of education and through the digest. It's, um, you know, a great. Oh, yeah. Keep up to date. And um, we've got nine writers. So there's nine stories that come out every day. So there's always going to be something that takes your interest, whatever job role you have in education. There's always something. Oh, fantastic. Um, so how do you think TAs can support learners using EAL in the classroom? I mean, I know that we know teaching assistants are, you know, a fundamental part of every school. Um, but how do you think they can support EAL learners? Oh, there's so many things. Um, I think the main thing that I always did was visuals. So I worked in early years in Key Stage 1, but this is applicable to any EAL pupil, really, even in secondary or Key Stage 2. Um, visuals. um and actually, something that I learned along the way was actually that using visuals and um, things like Now and Next boards, visual timetables, they were helpful for pupils with EAL, but also pupils with SEN. And actually, just every pupil in the class can benefit from a very visual classroom. Um, a lot of modelling to pupils um, and something that I think is quite important. And I don't mean that TAs would, but I think it's easy to assume that a pupil who has English as an additional language, maybe doesn't understand. But actually, sometimes they know more than they can communicate. So especially in subjects like maths and things like that, they might have good methods and things in maths, but not necessarily be able to verbally communicate. So not just assuming that a pupil, just because they can't speak to you, doesn't necessarily understand what's happening. Um, And then another thing I've just put is buddy up with a good talker. I don't think you can go wrong if you put them with somebody who's got good language, who's always going to be modelling good language to them. They'll pick it up really quickly. Yeah, that's really important. And I mean, teaching assistants are fantastic as well for um, teaching key vocabulary before a topic. Yeah, so that's something um, I think is so important. And I've actually put this to come back to in a minute. Um, Pre-teaching vocabulary is so, so important. In my experience, we've done it with teaching assistants, but we've also done it where you can send it home to parents, depending on, obviously, the family's understanding and um, ability to speak English, but making use of any kind of support for the pupil. If you can send home some vocab so when they come to the lesson, they've got a bit of an understanding of some of the key words that they're going to see or hear, 
whether that's through a TA, through family or through a mix of everything, that's going to really benefit the pupil. Yeah, it's so important. It builds confidence as well for that student as well, doesn't it? Oh, definitely. So they're not just sat there and don't have a clue what's going on around them. That's it. Uh, what practical strategies are there for TAs that maybe haven't experienced EAL in the classroom before? Um, I think going back to what I've just said, label everything using visuals. Um, a tip that I always used to do is to, if you've got a visual, write it in English as well and then translate it into their language as well. Now, not all pupils are obviously going to be able to read and write in their own language, but they might be able to, some of them might be able to. And also you could have a go at something I used to do Um so I'd translate it and then write it phonetically next to it so that you could have a go at trying to communicate with them in their language. Um, and that was always, it always went down well, especially with brand new starters that had no language. If you could show that you could kind of communicate with them a little bit, it kind of put them at ease. Um, and I think the most important thing to do is to start with vocabulary that they're going to need that's most important. So things to meet their basic needs, like going to the toilet. Can they get a drink? Do they know? if they're hurt that they can come and tell you so starting off with those real basic things before you even get into trying to teach them anything making sure they feel safe and they can communicate their basic needs with you Um, and then another thing um, that I always found really useful um, I only started doing towards the end of my teaching translating letters to go home with visuals for their families so a lot of EAL families might not necessarily be able to read a letter so if you're going on a trip or something they might not necessarily understand what the letter is asking them if you can do like a really simple translation um, using visuals. So if you want them to bring in a pea kit, put in a picture of like the t-shirt and the shorts. If it's a date or a time that they've got to come to school, you could put a calendar and then like circle the day and draw a clock with the time. Just any way of trying to communicate um, and getting them on board, really. That's a really good idea. I mean, on Twinkle, I know we have got some um, visual cards, haven't we, on lanyards that can be used for communication as well. So I'll signpost those in the blog. Yeah, they're really handy. I actually used them in my last class before um, before I left. I think they're really handy because you can pick out, we started with one or two and then sort of built on it. So we added more as the child became more familiar with different words as well. Yeah, that's good. And they can be used as a communication fan as well, can't they? Have you seen those ones? Yeah, they're really handy. There's so many different things you can do with them. I think it depends on how the child wants to use them as well. So how it becomes practical in the classroom to to use them. Um, what advice would you give to TAs supporting new arrivals? Um, in Twinkle, we've got a new international new arrivals category. Uh, it's proven to be really popular. How do you think TAs can support new arrivals in the classroom? I think, I mean, this goes back to what TAs are really good at anyway. I think nurture is key. I think if you put yourself in the shoes of that little pupil, or it might not be a little pupil, it could be an older pupil, they've just maybe just arrived in this country with no understanding, no language. In my experience, a lot of pupils that I got that were new arrivals necessarily hadn't been to school before. So the whole school system to them is either different or completely new. They might never have left their parents before. So just nurture, nurture, nurture. It is scary if you put yourself in their shoes it must be terrifying to come to a a country not understand or be able to speak to anybody and then just put in a school and sort of left all day where you can't speak to anybody um so just communicate try and understand how they may be feeling um, and try and get to know some of their language so if you know you've got a pupil coming even if you can just learn how to say hello or just a simple greeting could put them at ease and their family as well to show that you've sort of put that effort into 
sort of get to know them and make them feel a bit more comfortable. And one thing I did learn along my way is don't try and force them to talk. They will talk to you when they're ready and they're comfortable. And actually that initial silent period that new arrivals have can last up to six months. So it doesn't necessarily mean there's anything wrong or they're not understanding. It can just take some children a bit of time to sort of feel comfortable and start trying to communicate with you. Yes, definitely. I've had that in the past with um, a pupil that was new arrived, um, came in, couldn't speak any English. And eventually it took them a good, like you say, six to 12 months before they communicate with the teacher. But when they did, it was fantastic. And the confidence really grew after that. Yeah, you get that breakthrough moment and you're like, yes, it's all been worth it. But yeah, chipping away and just little and often I found with making progress. And actually, I think sometimes they'll speak to their peers before they'll try and interact with a teacher or a TA. So just like I went back to buddying them up with a good talk or somebody or constantly surrounding them with good language but also not being afraid to let them speak in their own language as well. Like that's not necessarily a bad thing. Definitely, I think. Especially if you've got other children in the class that can speak that language as well. That can sometimes, like we use children who had English and other languages who had stronger English and they could try and communicate to new arrivals and sort of explain what was happening to kind of use as a translator, I suppose. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, multilingual talk is so fundamental in the classroom, isn't it? And teachers are sometimes afraid of letting those home languages come through in the classroom, but it's really important. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, so it isn't just new arrivals that need support. How can TAs effectively support integrated pupils with EAL? So that's a student that might be more confident in communicating day-to-day language but need support um you know with the with the classwork yeah so I've made a couple of notes about this from my own experience um I think understanding new vocabulary can be a bit tricky for integrated pupils especially words that they might not have come across or I mean English is a very tricky language anyways some of our words are very confusing so things like pre-teaching or sending the vocabulary home like I said depending on how confident the parents are at speaking English as well and if they're on board with supporting language learning in my experience a lot of parents are very on board with their child learning English and will do everything that they can to help when they are at an ability that they can help them themselves um we had a lot of really great resources like the dual print books so you could send them home and they people could read it in their language and in English as well which I thought would be really helpful for that understanding so that they can really understand the new words yeah Uh, and then I personally found that grammar was something that was quite a challenging thing for a lot of pupils with EAL so I think TAs in particular might find that they're doing a lot of work around sort of sentence structure different elements of grammar that in other language don't translate quite as well into English so that pupils can find it quite tricky you know words like it is ah the little words um I think you come across that on if you try and google translate it comes across yeah exactly I think that's where the sort of the loss in translation is isn't it and then I also put just finally um in my experience pupils who are EAL might have more time off than others if they've got to travel back to different countries to sort of see family so I thought maybe the role of a TA might be doing a bit of catch-up or sort of prep before they return or sort of making sure that they've not got those huge gaps in their learning yeah that's really good um I think it's also important to have um you know celebrate cultural diversity in the school um how do you think TAs can promote cultural awareness I think the first thing is you need to find out as much about your new pupil or your EAL pupil as possible. So 
before they arrive? Do you know where the what country they've come from? Do you know if they're religious? Do you know of any cultural things from that country? If you're not aware of anything to do with that country, do a little bit of research before they arrive or when you when you've got to know them a little bit. Um, and make sure you're aware of any celebrations or things that are coming up for them that are going to be significant that necessarily you could do as a whole class because I think the more they're integrated into the class the better and actually the English-speaking pupils really under enjoy learning and understanding more about their peers and other countries and other experiences so I think it's just about that inclusion and celebrating everybody in the classroom whatever they bring to the classroom yeah and maybe trying to grab parents and see if they'll come in and chat to you about different things as well different celebrations yeah that's brilliant um, recently we have put a question out from our Twinkle Instagram group um, asking if we've got any questions for you and we've got a teacher called Faye who's asked the following I currently teach a group of year fours phonics and colourful semantics for their English lesson most of those children have SEN and do not speak English as their first language within this group we have a child who speaks no English currently and my question is if a child's only barrier is language and they do not have SEN is the best course for them to be immersed in the class lessons and have a separate intervention one-to-one? Or is it best to work outside the class in a phonics lesson with children who also have barriers to their learning? I think that's so tricky, isn't it? Because going back to sort of a typical classroom, you are going to have a group of children who maybe have SEN, EAL. You might have, like I had, seven different languages going on. They don't all necessarily need the same thing, but typically when adults are stretched, they might get grouped together. Um, specifically, EAL and SEN, I've seen a lot of people typically group them together because they need support, but not necessarily the same support. Yeah. So Although I agree, obviously, a pupil with EAL is going to need a bit of extra support. Actually, research does show that they'll pick up language a lot quicker in a classroom environment, surrounded by their peers. And they are going to need an adult, whether it's a teacher or a TA, to sort of work alongside them and make sure they understand and can speak and know what's going on. But they will pick it up a lot quicker, surrounded by language. And if they're in a group with pupils who aren't talking, they're not going to pick it up very quickly if at all so I would recommend immersing them back in the classroom but I do understand that that is tricky and a challenge in itself so well that's a deal for you thank you um, are there any resources on site that you think are particularly helpful for TAs who are supporting the AL learners in the classroom so personally when I was teaching I used loads of the EAL resources on Twinkle for supporting pupils especially having such a range of different languages in the classroom it was impossible for me to try and keep up with making different resources for every single language so I did sort of utilize Twinkle quite a lot I picked out three that I thought um, I used the most one of them was the lanyard communication cards that we were just chatting about because I just think they're so great you can use them in so many different ways and actually the children loved them we used to have one per language so that each child sort of knew which we had them color coded and you could go to each color and they knew which was their language um and then I've put the dual language word maps and resources which I think are really helpful especially if you get pupils who can read in their own language I think they're quite useful for those types of pupils but also for pupils like we said about celebrating their own language if you can try and translate it and try and speak sort of their language as well I think they're quite useful 
And then there are some really good survival vocab mats. So going back to what we were saying about the new arrivals, those really, really, really important first things that they're going to need to be able to survive in the classroom. Um, so some visuals and labels for the classroom for making sure that they know they can get their needs met in the class. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, dual language resources, we have over 16 languages now um, on site. So it's brilliant that we're sort of, you know, making resources every day that meet those needs. Yeah, that's amazing. And I just think for teachers out there and TAs that are so busy doing everything, if they can just come onto Twinkle and just download whatever it is, because I know they've got them per different topic, they've got them for literally loads of different things. It just saves you so much time of having to try and make it. So, yeah, it's great. Just go on there and download everything. Yeah, it's so much easier, isn't it? And so your energy can be focused in the classroom rather than preparing, definitely. Oh, definitely. Uh, what are your top tips for TAs in 2022? Um, I think just keep up that hard work, keep being amazing just like you already are. I can't thank TAs enough for what they're doing out in schools at the moment. I think they are the unsung heroes. I know it's said all the time, but schools couldn't function without the support of TAs supporting the children in the classroom. They really are um, fundamental during the pandemic as well, like particularly. Yeah, and especially for pupils like pupils with EAL or pupils with SEND, it's that inclusion of trying to make them feel like they're part of the class or making them part of the class. And I don't think that would be possible without TAs. Um, and I have just put, don't be afraid to ask for help if you need it. So I know a lot of TAs will just keep going and keep going and keep going. But there are people in school that you can go to and ask for help if you need to, if there's something that's come up that you're not quite sure about or you need help with a particular anything really don't be afraid to go and ask for help oh fantastic thank you um and i just reiterate again how thankful we are for tas and how brilliant they are with um those pupils and like you say we'd be nowhere without them would we oh we couldn't do it without them definitely not uh, thank you so much for being on our podcast today thank you for all of your wonderful support and advice it's been really insightful and i think it's really important um that you know we we look at teacher assistants work within the classroom for our eal pupils and how we can continue to support that. Yeah, definitely. And I can't recommend the Twinkle EAL site enough for anybody that just wants to come on and grab some resources. They'll make a huge impact, especially the communication lanyard and things like that. They'll You'll see a huge difference straight away by implementing something as small as that. Yeah, some simple things so, that go a long way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And make those people feel safe and like they can communicate. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you'd like to find out more about what we've discussed today, you can read our blog, Top 10 Tips for TAs Supporting EAL Learners, and you can also visit the TA section of the Twinkle website. You can find all of the links in the podcast description. This podcast is brought to you by Helen Bodell from Twinkle EAL. We have over 650,000 resources, and you can find all of our EAL resources at www.twinkle.co.uk. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Pinterest by searching Twinkle EAL.